Hey everyone, Jim Sirk here. Thanks for joining. I appreciate it. So as promised from my last podcast that I put out there that we're going to be doing something new with the Medical Sales Nation podcast. And what we're going to focus in on uh, is a step-by-step guide, if you will. Um, It's going to be a little broader than that. It's not just uh, step one, step two, but a lot of uh, detail in between the steps in creating a very, very successful commercial team and commercial launch. And a lot of things have, as you hear and you watch, if you're you know active on LinkedIn, you see a lot of conversations around the changes that are taking place and how we sell within the medical device world. But it goes deeper than that. It's we have to start taking a a much more granular and deeper look into not just a sales team, but a commercial team and how it's built and how you get ready. Once you are ready to launch that sales organization that you have checked all the boxes and more to come on that because I do think it's very detailed um, and looked at a lot differently than what we've done in the past. And what we've done in the past has worked. It It could work today. But what we're trying to do for especially startups, founders, and if board members are listening to this and uh, we look at sales, we give them a number, we say good luck, is that we prepare 9 to 12 months prior to the launch so that we ensure a great, successful launch once a salesperson leaves training and hits the floor ground running that they've got it nailed. And that takes a little bit or a lot of bit of a different approach than what's been done in the past. And we're going to base our experiences off of that. And so what we are, you know, on that, on our experiences, this is going to be based on our experiences. This isn't, you know, somebody talking about something from afar, they have a tangential view of, uh, whatever it is, you know, that they're going to make opinion on. This is based on experience. It's not the only way, but it's the way in which we're looking at it. And what's the value to you of listening to the series? The value to you, if you're a sales rep and you're going to go look and and join a startup or join a, a new division or join in on a product launch of an existing company, have they followed a very rigid process so that when it is commercial that they've checked all the boxes that it doesn't fall back to what I hear all the time is no this product is so great it's so perfect it'll sell itself or hey the product you know has all these features just say x y and z to a doctor and they're just going to fall over and say thank god you showed up today because I didn't know what I was going to do going forward to practice medicine concept Um, that that approach can work, but we think there's a a better way so that when, as a founder, if you're listening to this, that you don't have a down round after you've raised money to commercialize because it isn't going as effective because all the things that should have been done nine to 12 months prior were not done and you're learning on the job as you launch. So um, we're going to put out this podcast. It's going to be a series over a couple months, uh, short podcasts so that you can uh, get a quick listen and uh, impact your day. So without further ado, let's get at it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Medical Sales Nation. It's Jim Surek. Thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. 
As I shared with you in that past uh, podcast a couple weeks ago about how we're going to take this podcast in a different direction, that different direction is in the form of sharing with you, with Tom Patzelt, who will be with me on this series of podcasts, on how we vision, how we think, based on our life experiences, on Tom's experiences, my experiences, the five M&As, how commercial organizations should be built. We'll provide a step-by-step guide to that, but it's not just a a how-to, but a why-to, right? And it's going to be a blueprint on how to be more effective and efficient bringing products to market, whether you're a startup or you're you know, newly created division or new product in in the big tech companies on what we really believe is going to help companies gain product adoption much faster through value added activities. Um, and, uh, and, and it, for you in the audience, you know, what's the value to you, right? I always talk about value. The value to you is that if you're going into organizations or they're launching new products, hopefully this will provide you a guide to start asking your team members or potential companies you're going to work for some more critical questions on what they're doing to prepare the people that they're bringing on on the commercial side to be more successful quicker. And this is our way of thinking about it. Obviously, there's other ways um, that have worked in the past. We're thinking about it much more in this evolving med tech field and the change and the modernization of our field on how to get there quicker. So um, with that, I'd like to introduce Tom. He's been on the podcast in the past about a year ago, almost to the date. And Tom, why don't you reintroduce yourself to the Medical Sales Nation? Hey, Jen. Thanks so much. Great to be here and excited to work with you on this new series of podcasts. Um, you know, just in brief about me, my background is about 30 years of experience with life science products. Uh, started in pharma way back when and did everything from implantables, office products to surgical robotics. Uh, been with uh, multinationals as well as startups. Been with successful and not so successful ventures. We always learn more from the unsuccessful ones for sure. Um, But about a couple of years ago, I decided to take my career in a different direction, and that is to go into consulting um, with a focus on helping firms with their commercialization success and going from early stage through emerging growth uh, firms. And one of the things that, it, you know, in my experience and one of my motivators around this was I, I think that the environment uh, has changed greatly uh, during the time frame that we have been doing this. And in particular related to the environment uh, in which we operate and also the expectations of investors. So, Tom, when you say that expectations of investors, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so great question. So, you know, um, it's sort of a combination of things, but in the medical device side, obviously regulation has generally trended towards being tighter in our space during this time. So what is required in terms of getting to market, in terms of um, your FDA regulatory clearance, your uh the quality system, the inspections, everything you have to have in place for that, this whole world of reimbursement that's blown up that is is essentially completely new and now is a key driver. So there's been a lot of things that have made the challenge to get to market greater. 
Um, simultaneously, opportunities have arisen for a lot of the investors who invested in, in, in medical technology or medical technology as well as you know straight straight up tech. And so, uh, as the as it's become more challenging in our space, uh, and and as investors have the opportunity to go into technology and things that are less regulated, the demands on on performance have gone up in our in our space. And so all of this combines to um, why companies are uh, very focused now and, and take extreme rigor when they go to market in terms of hitting the milestones in a timely manner on achieving mile, uh, reimbursement, quality, uh, regulatory clearances, et cetera. Um, but my observation has been that there has been less change in terms of how companies have approached the commercialization process. Okay, and so, and that's you know where we're headed with this uh, the, this podcast. These series of podcasts are coming out, and so, and but specifically, what do you mean by that? Sure. So um, the, the 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 historical path and a path that's been frequently followed is companies do all the work on these sort of binary milestones, yes or no, your quality system passed or not, yes or no, you have FDA clearance. And so uh, so those are things where it's easy to focus and and uh, for the, to get alignment with the board and the CEO and the organization to say, hey, we have to hit these things. And so it consumes a great deal of the focus of, you know, both the resources as well as CEO time, et cetera. Um, at the same time, when you look at, at what it takes in terms of um, maximizing the value of the company, maximizing the revenue ramp, um, it's so with higher expectations, the, the path that people have typically taken is what I call the 11th hour hire of the head of sales leader with a Rolodex. And the thinking is, We've done all this work to set this, to get the company to market, to set the table. And now we're going to hire this person. And because of their background in the space and their contacts, they're going to make the sales go. And we're going to do really well with that. And so, um, and, and indeed, you know, it, it, that's not to say that that can't, that approach can't be successful. Um, but as times have changed, as the expectations have arisen, as, as we look at companies now, Companies used to be sold um, much more frequently pre-commercial, just based on a great idea uh, and, and or early sales. But now the bar has risen on what it takes for an exit. So strategics, you know, the big multinationals are looking for companies that are accretive to their value. You know, what does that mean? It means that the day they buy that company, um, they're they're making a positive contribution to their financials. And so... Um, so when they look at, at acquiring companies now, they want to say, so what is your sales ramp? You know, how, from the time you made your first sale, how fast did it go up? And they want to know, um, when you look at, uh, adoption, they say, okay, that's great. Sales are going up. Are you, is this being driven by adding a new user every day who then uses the product for six months and drops off? Or is it being driven by, here's a set of users that are very consistently, using the product and in fact expanding their use over time. And we, we, you, the term you hear in the industry is the dogs are eating the dog chow. So that's the proof that that's working. Um, 
And and then the other thing, of course, is they they're frequently they like to see kind of a rule of thumb, uh, $50 million run rate on revenue. So those are expectations that are greater than has been achieved in the past. And from my point of view, um, I think that there's things that can be done such that when that sales leader joins the company, that they can be much more prepared based on the work that the company has done to that point to get off to a great start, be successful, maximize the revenue, and maximize the value of the company. Yeah, and so really what we're talking about here is that, and this has happened to me a number of times, is that I'm coming in um, either there's already been an FDA approval or coming up to an FDA approval very quickly, go hire 20, 30, 40 people. Um, now I have to build the, the messaging, the value propositions, the sales training in 60 days, bring people in and launch and launch the company. Now that's worked, but it's also been an incredible stressor on an organization because what you end up finding out, and you know people say this or not if they're going to be honest, your turnover rate becomes incredibly high because of that approach. And so if you're looking at it now, and this is where you know Tom and I – you know, we've, we've remained friends for a long period of time. We talk about these issues in our healthcare space. There's a lot of language that is being shared uh, across LinkedIn about changes in our, in our med tech field that we agree with. And some, you know, we're, we're still waiting for proof. But what we do know and what Tom is talking about, and Tom, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I don't want to put words in your own mouth. That the idea of getting FDA approval and then hiring somebody um, that either you've known in the past, there's nothing wrong with that, but known in the past or has this Rolodex, okay, now go sell. And what we're saying is that take a step back if you're a founder or board member, um, you're, you're leading you know, this new effort to get a product out. What can I be doing maybe 12 months, nine months before that happens? What can I do to start looking at opportunities so that when I do hire that sales force, when that leader of sales comes in, when that leader of marketing comes in, that there's a better, stronger roadmap for them to succeed because you've taken out as much risk or unknowns than you have in the past. Is that help, Tom? Yeah, I think I think what I would say, you know, it, it, to um a summary around everything you said is it's sort of uh, inarguable, I would say, that you want to make your first sales call as soon as possible after you have your FDA clearance. And when you make those sales calls, obviously, you know, the clock is ticking on, on the company and, and your success. And so don't you want to give yourself the best possible chance for success as soon as the feet hit the street? And, and, and to, to do that, and I'll parrot off things that you've talked about and written about, you know, throughout your career and in the podcast, which is products need to be sold on the value that they bring to the stakeholder and they're not sold on a, a series of features. So the only way to learn about, the value there is you've got to have direct interaction with those people. And you could have that direct interaction, you know, with a physician or a, a as you, you say, the multi-headed customer 
you know, uh, whether it be somebody in, in uh, the hospital uh, value analysis committee, whatever it is, but you've got to know the value that you bring so that you're effective in that way. And the only way to know that value and to be really sure about it is to have conversations with those people um, and, and to go. And so you can either learn that on the fly after you've hired 30 salespeople, which is you can do it and you've done it in your career and part of very successful companies. But the question is, why would you do it that way when really what we're talking about is pulling that commercialization process earlier instead of three months or at FDA approval and hiring a sales leader or a head of sales and marketing say, OK, go make it happen for us. What we're saying is nine to 12 months beforehand, there's there's no reason that that people cannot begin to work and talk to those people, talk to the potential customers figure out what the value is that the product brings to them, integrate that into a story, uh, create a training program such that when the salespeople go out, they know who they're gonna sell the product to, they know the specific instances that are most compelling to those people, they can articulate the value of the product in those scenarios, and they've been trained and, and demonstrated that they uh, are able to run those conversations. Yeah. So it's it's a new way. I don't know if it's new, but it's it's a different way of going to market than people have done uh, traditionally. Yeah, and and I think it's important to point out, like what you're like what you're saying is that you know that you still could do it. You know the way it's being done or has been done is okay. We got FDA approval. Hire somebody. Run out there and go. A lot of wasted money and time is done that way, and I've experienced it. A lot of sleepless nights. This is, is is it new? Maybe. Is it a different way of thinking? Yes. But why? So what's the value to those listening to this? Because we want you to be more effective when you hit the ground and when you hit the ground running, and it, and it takes more time. So people will say, and, I, you know, and I've talked to a lot of founders and a lot of startups, um, over, over my career, still get a lot of phone calls just for you know quick 15, 20 minutes. And what I hear a lot is, well, yeah, but we're working with doctors who tell us this. I'm like, yeah, they're the key opinion leaders. Those are people that have been very, very close to the product while building it with you. But have you talked to Dr. So-and-so at community-based hospital who's trying to make sure he has a thriving or she is having a thriving practice right, about this product and the value it brings to them, their patient, their practice, the healthcare system, and their hospital or AAC they work with. And, and nine out of 10 times, the answer is no, we haven't, yeah. right? And so that's where, <clears throat> that's where the idea of how do you build this commercial excellence, this, this roadmap versus just people saying, hey, everything's changed outside. You know, be aware, you know, it's, yeah, things have changed. They continue to change. They're going to change, you know, a year from now. But what we're going to try to do is provide a roadmap from, you know, what we're sharing today, what Todd, Tom is talking about is, uh, uh, you know, that, that 9 to 12 months, what you do before and even after that, we're going to talk about the steps after that. So we're really going to build out this blueprint, this roadmap. And it all comes down to, if you just think about it, what is the keeping the end in mind when that sales rep reps leave your training 
and they go out into the field, they are as effective and efficient and understand this marketplace as well as anyone else does because of the work that was done nine to 12 months prior to them coming and leaving training versus trying to do that within you know 60, 90 days after um, you've hired your leader of sales and marketing. So I think it's for, for the audience to keep in mind, we're gonna lay out that blueprint. It's not just this, it's, it's the whole thing on what we think, but, it, but on how to build that commercial team, that, 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 com, that commercial excellence that's going to bring value to everyone that you touch. But we're just saying that, you know, take a look at it from a different perspective, nine to 12 months earlier than you usually would so that you're ensuring success. And for those that are listening that are, you know, founders, board members, the really important thing, thing to think about with this approach is um, you're not going to have a down round if you launch a product and it doesn't succeed as well as you need it and you need to raise more money. So, so the end in mind is that as well as making sure your, your sales team as effective as possible to get to that $50 million run rate so that you have the most valuable exit that you can possibly get. Yeah, all that is really well stated. And, and I think a sort of a capstone comment is a way to think about it, particularly for investors and boards is, look, you know, you've put the challenge to the management team to hit those hard and fast milestones and operate with rigor um, and leave no stone unturned in the preparation. And what we're saying is bring that same mindset to the commercialization process so that you, just like every other part of the organization, you've got that level of excellence that's going to ensure that you have the best chance for the best possible return on this company. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And um, so this is the introduction to what Tom and I are going to be talking about over the next you know, months or so is laying out these steps about what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and what it looks like. And like I said, it's it's more than um, what it's it's more than just some ideas and concepts. It really is going to be a blueprint. We're going to get very detailed into how to sales interact with marketing, marketing with sales, sales marketing with R and D, R and D sales marketing clinical teams, what that looks like pre and and post launch. Um, so stay tuned for more. I think you're. You're going to be excited about it. You're going to learn a lot from it. I'm excited about it. It's a, a different way of approaching our med tech world right now that nobody really else is talking about. And uh, so stay tuned. Any any last words until next time, Tom? Really just excited to get to, to get into this because, again, I think it's a we're in a great business. This is potentially a rising tide that can lift all boats and uh, excited to share uh, the benefits of our experience with the audience uh, to see if we can make an even uh, better place for all of us to work in from every every angle, from the reps selling, the employees in the companies, the boards, investors, everybody. Yep. So um, Medical Sales Nation, you know, hang, uh, hang tight. We'll be getting these out on hopefully a regular basis. You know, we've got our, our, our day jobs to keep us busy here, but we're trying to pull this stuff off. Um, as effectively and efficiently as we can for you. So uh, with, with that, you know, have a great week. Good luck selling. Until next time, hang tough.